0: Hey there, this is Lisa Jacob, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond.
0: Brian
1: Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 366 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Lisa Jacob is going to be joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. You remember her from Mrs. Doubtfire, Independence Day, Matinee and so many other films and TV shows and commercials she's done. And we're going to be talking about all of that coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And Lisa has a new book coming out. So she's going to tell us about that. So a lot of good stuff coming your way here at On Screen and Beyond. And I want to thank you for joining us once again. If you're here, you know, more than once. And uh, also if you're new, we want to welcome you. And uh, no matter where you're listening, whether you're in the car, at work, or you're out jogging, or in the gym, or wherever, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us here at On Screen and Beyond, me and my guest. And I uh, love hearing from you. People can contact me at uh, feedback at com, And I uh, love hearing from you, finding out where our listeners are all over the world. So uh, we really do enjoy that. And what do you say? we got a lot of things going on, and Lisa Jacob is coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond.
0: Please hang up and try again.
1: Remake Madness, we have some interesting ones here. An American remake of the 2011 French film Sleepless Nights is in the works with Jamie Foxx starring, and it starts shooting this month. And here's, a, here's an odd one. Paramount has bought the rights to make a movie of the spinning top toy battle game Beyblades. How? And why, oh why, that's all I can say. And Disney is looking to remake Sister Act from 1992 and the movie originally starred Whoopi Goldberg. And that's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We'll take a peek at upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Channing Tatum will star and produce a film called Two Kisses for Maddie. Now, that one sounds like it's going to be a tearjerker, I bet. And Anne Hathaway will star in and produce The Lifeboat, which tells the story of people from a sunk ship trying to survive in an overcrowded lifeboat. And you can look for Clint Eastwood, he's making a movie based on the 2009 U.S. Airways flight that Captain Sullenberger skillfully landed in the Hudson River, saving its passengers. That sounds like a Clint Eastwood movie. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, time to take you down for Sequel City. For sequels.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage... All the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com slash specialoffer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
1: Sequel city well Disney has decided to cancel Tron 3. But you know something? Never say never. And William Fitchner Will be added to the cast of Independence Day 2, and it has been announced that there will be two follow-up sequels to that one. And director Justin Lin promises that Star Trek 3 will be a completely original story this time, and it's going to be new worlds and new aliens. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's Going your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, it looks like September 8th, Hill Street Blues Season 6 will land in stores in a five-disc set of the 1985-86 season. And, of course, that was a cop show. And let's see what else. The Bold Ones, The Protectors, the complete series will arrive in stores on September 15th with Leslie Nielsen in it. And that's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> Movies on DVD, August 4th. Tom Hardy stars in Child 44 as it arrives on Blu-ray and DVD. And you can look for Aladdin to be re-released by Disney on October 13th, starring Robin Williams as the Genie. And the Divergent series, Insurgent, makes its way to DVD and Blu-ray on August 4th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time: Prison Break may be revived by Fox as it works on developing a limited run version of the series, and it looks like Arrested Development season five will come our way in 2016 on Netflix. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen to be on, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday
0: cake. If you get it to me, don't forget, we told you so.
1: Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Celebrity birthdays June 7th, Prince turns 57, Liam Neeson turns 63, and Tom Jones turns 75. June 8th, Jerry Stiller turns 88, Nancy Sinatra turns 75, and James Darren turns 78 years old. On June 9th, Johnny Depp turns 52, Michael J. Fox turns 54, and Natalie Portman turns 34. On June 11th, it looks like you Laurie will be 56, Gene Wilder will be 82, Dr. Oz, he turns 55, and Adrian Barbeau, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 70. On June 12th, it looks like Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle, turns 85, and Jenny Lee Harrison of Three's Company turns 56, and on June 13th, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen turn 29, Tim Allen turns 62, Malcolm McDowell turns 72, and Richard Thomas, John Boy, turns 64. And That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. And as far as listener birthdays, well, it looks like Dolores R. of Las Vegas, Nevada, turns 28 on June 10th. That's it for Celebrity and Listener Birthdays, and we want to wish you all a very happy birthday. And if you have a birthday coming up, a friend or a relative, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and we'll all wish them a very happy birthday here at On Screen and Beyond. So uh, go ahead and do that. And that's about it for celebrity listener birthdays. So right now, it's time for Lisa Jacob from Mrs. Doubtfire, Independence Day, Matinee, and a whole lot more. She's going to talk about that and so much more in her new book that's coming out. She's next, Lisa Jacob on On Screen and Beyond. Stepping up to the On Screen and Beyond mic today is an actress who we remember for her role in Mrs. Doubtfire, Independence Day, and Matinee, and many other roles. She has a new book coming out called You Look Like That Girl. It's Lisa Jacob. Lisa, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: You know, Lisa, you do look like that girl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that before.
1: (laughs) Do you hear that a lot?
0: It does come my way a lot, yeah. Actually, a, a friend of mine was with me one time, and someone came up to me for about the 40th time and said, you look like that girl, and My friend turned to me and said, you know, if you ever write a book, that's your title.
1: (laughs) So that's how you came up with it?
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So did you ever want to just scream at somebody and say, yes, it is me?
0: (laughs) Well, it's very interesting because, you know, I'm not legitimately famous, right? I'm not one of those people that I walk into a room and everybody knows who I am. It's more likely that people think we maybe went to high school together. So it's always interesting to kind of judge how sure people are or if it's just kind of a passing comment. Uh, So it sort of uh, it it depends how they are uh, approaching me, and that uh, dictates how I'm going to react.
1: Now, I can tell you have quite a sense of humor because I was looking over your website, and I I just love the way your website has the... uh, the different parts on it, like uh, what I've been up to, quote, according to the Internet, and then what I've been up to for real. (laughs) Yeah. Not many people would do that.
0: (laughs) Well, it's very interesting when you have uh, some people out there that have theories about what has happened to you. (laughs) And I'm always greatly amused by the, you know, where are they now segments because you know i'm i'm here i've always been here it's mm-hmm. not really a big mystery but uh there there are definitely theories about what i've been doing and what i think about things that are quite relevant uh on the inter- internet so it's fun to point those out <laughs> and realize that um I don't know. You you need to take all
1: that stuff with a grain of salt. Right, yeah. And when the real truth is on, you know, the aliens took you on Independence Day. I mean, (laughs) they replaced you. They replaced you with a clone.
0: (laughs) Breaking news right here.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's always funny to see it. And when I saw your website and I was looking at that that section, I I thought, where do people come up with some of this stuff?
0: (laughs) It's always it's always fun to look at.
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah, and, and and like you say, it's funny because you you know a lot of people they either won't say anything about it or they'll not talk about it, but you know you're putting it right on your website, which and which makes it even more laughable.
0: You know? Yeah, I'm a big believer in being honest about things, especially if the things that people get uncomfortable and don't want to talk about. I think that's the stuff that really needs to be talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. We're going to talk about your book because uh, that that's going to be a very interesting book. But uh, I'd like to start out. What age did you start acting?
0: I started acting when I was four years old.
1: Four years so old. So very young. So yeah. it wasn't started your out choice. Doing
0: commercials. It actually all started because of just a, a random encounter with a man at a farmer's market uh, in Toronto, which is where I'm from. I was with my parents. We were just shopping at the at the market and he came up to us and he worked for a company and they were wanting to cast a commercial and he thought I would be perfect for it. So one of those uh one of those things that you think really doesn't happen in real life, but it happened and that's what ended up starting my eighteen year career.
1: Mm. And, and I mean when people say eighteen years you know a lot of people they don't get an 18 year career until they're you know in their 40s 50s 60s 70s maybe you know <laughs> but uh, i mean you know when you when you stop acting you're still a kid <laughs> i
0: mean yeah i retired i retired at 22 which i think is fairly unusual but uh yeah it was just really time for me to Kind of assess what I had been doing and really think about if that was what I wanted to do for the long haul and I realized when I really stopped to take a look at it that I was really working just out of momentum because it was what I had always done mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't really know any other life yeah, so I just kept doing it because it was there and when I took a moment to think, is this what I want for myself and my life? I realized that it it, it, I thought it would make me happier doing something else. And uh, I think probably a lot of people can relate to that, kind of realizing that maybe the thing that they've been doing out of habit isn't something that makes them really happy. And it can be really scary to reassess that and decide to make a change. Mm -hmm. But It's really rewarding, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it it takes a lot of guts to do that because, you know, a lot of people get, you know, complacent in what they're doing, and they they don't dare step away from that.
0: Well, yeah, it can be very intimidating. And I think there are a lot of social structures that are in place that kind of keep us in, in that same spot. And people expect things of us and we want to not let anybody down so it can kind of keep you in in a little box if you let it.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you feel you missed a lot growing up?
0: I feel like I missed a lot, but I also feel like I gained a lot. I had a lot of wonderful experiences that I would not have had if I had had a normal childhood in in school. But yeah, there are a lot of those traditional kid rites of passage that I didn't get to go through.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean, and like you say, you had a lot of great experiences. You got to meet Princess Diana?
0: I did. Wow. I did. That was pretty spectacular. I was in a movie called Rambling Rose, and the film had a royal premiere. So we got to go to London and be presented to Princess Diana and then watch the movie with her, which is pretty much the coolest thing ever so yeah yeah, that was a pretty uh a pretty great thing
1: so how, how do you react when you you're meeting somebody like you know royalty i mean do they tell you what to say what to do not to look at them this way not to touch them or anything like that
0: They do. There is this whole protocol. I had to take curtsy lessons. Yeah, it's very much all laid out as to what you can do and what you cannot do. It's incredibly nerve-wracking, especially as a 12-year-old kid who, you know, is kind of goofy and falls down a lot and gets really nervous about things. It's fairly (laughs) terrifying, yeah.
1: So did you almost fall down?
0: (laughs) I did, I did. I had a hard time with the whole balance of the curtsy thing, but luckily Princess Diana was kind enough to, to support me, so I didn't actually
1: fall on her. Oh, geez. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing.
0: <laughs> it would have, yes. <laughs> but very typical me, so I don't know. you got to balance that out.
1: <laughs> now, you're mentioning how that was you, typically you, but when we see you in a movie like Mrs. Doubtfire, where you seem so... Uh, serious in that role yes it's it doesn't you know it doesn't sound like that was you you know
0: (laughs) i definitely have a serious somewhat morose side to me but that's not all of me yeah i think i i kind of have both of those serious sides and then the goofy side Mm -hmm. i like i like to have those uh those kind of binaries covered.
1: Yeah. So as you got older, you know, out of, you know, the, the eight, nine, 10 year old range and, and into your teens, um, at any point did you just think that you wanted to stop acting or are you just having such a good time meeting all these people or.
0: I really did enjoy my job for a long time. The traveling I got to do was absolutely fantastic. I loved the people that I met. I loved the atmosphere on set. It's often a very um strong family feeling on set and that was something that I really loved. It wasn't until I was probably in my late teens that I started to think a little bit more seriously about the downsides to the film industry and to my job and started to think that maybe this this wasn't something that I wanted to be my entire life.
1: What was your first role that you ever had? Do you remember that? The first TV or movie role. I know you did a lot of commercials, but...
0: Uh, an early film role that I had was in a movie called Eleni with John Malkovich, and I believe I was about six at that point.
1: Hmm. Jeez. <laughs> so you yeah. had no idea who you were working with as far as, you know, what type of, you know, name actor they were or anything like that, huh?
0: No, I really didn't, which was wonderful because I really learned how to treat actors like people. Mm -hmm. And I really never got starstruck with people because I, especially in the early days, had no clue who they were. Right. So I was just excited to work with new people and 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 looking forward to meeting people and uh, and being on set with them. And so, whether or not they were famous really didn't enter into the equation.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, what about you? Mentioned all the locations that you went to. Or, uh, is there what was the the most exotic place that you went, to or the place you liked the most?
0: Gosh, I was so lucky to travel to really amazing places. I filmed Beautician and the Beast in Prague, and Prague is just fantastic. It is so beautiful. I absolutely loved it there. So that was a great experience. Um, I filmed a TV show called The Bermuda Triangle, and that was in Honduras. And that was another phenomenal experience. Um, I worked in Dublin. I I really was so lucky with all the places that I got to go. And when you're filming a movie, I I did a miniseries in Rome, and I believe we were there for three or four months. So you really get to take in a place. You feel like a local, and it's not touristy. You're really living there. You need to know how to get groceries. You need to know kind of all of those normal things. And I just think that's a fantastic way to learn about a place.
1: Now, with all the places you've been, is there any place that you haven't been and you really want to go?
0: There are so many places, pretty much anywhere I haven't been, (laughs) I would love to go. Uh, Thailand is very high on my list. I've traveled to southern Africa, but the rest of Africa I haven't really explored too much, So that's definitely on the list. And yeah, pretty much anywhere else that exists, I'm ready to go.
1: As far as movies, one of your biggest movies, of course, is Mrs. Doubtfire. How did you get that role?
0: I auditioned for it like everybody else did. (laughs) I think they did quite a, a wide search for that. And uh, they had a screen tests, so we were flown to San Francisco. There were probably about three kids for each of the three children's roles, and so we were all flown to San Francisco to do a screen test with Robin and Sally, and Matt and Mara and I were matched up together pretty quickly, actually, and the three of us just absolutely fell in love with each other. We really felt like siblings from the beginning. And as an only child, that was a really wonderful experience to have that bond so quickly with them. Mm -hmm. So we just went in and we read with Robin and Sally and then they kind of, you know, mixed us up into different groups and then they kept bringing Matt and Mara and I back together. And uh, that was pretty much it. The, the the chemistry, I think, worked really well for us.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole film was just a great film, and everybody seemed... Like you say, you, you actually seemed like brothers and sisters in that film.
0: There was a really great on-set dynamic with all of us, including Robin and Sally. We really did feel like a family, and it doesn't always automatically happen that way on a movie. That was a very special thing. Mm -hmm. And I I, I do think that that came through.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You must've been uh, just devastated when you heard about Robin, I'm sure.
0: I was just like the rest of the world. It was shocking and devastating. And, uh, I think it's still hard to, uh, really understand that he's gone
1: mm, yeah i mean everybody enjoyed his films and everything but i mean you you knew him personally and it's, it's just uh i'm sure it was a difficult thing but uh, it's so so sad really Absolutely. yeah yeah Now, um, another movie you made, I think it was that year, I'm trying to look at my notes here, but uh, I think it was the same year as Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Matinee, right? Was that done the same time, the same year?
0: Uh, Matinee was before. I think I was about 13 in Matinee, and I was 14 shooting Doubtfire. So, yeah, Matinee was just before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that that was a. I really enjoyed that film. In fact, on my phone, I actually have, uh, I have three. I think three movies that I constantly keep on there. And uh, I told uh, uh, Rob, uh, not Rob Reiner, but uh, Kyle Reiner, that uh, I had one of his films on there, The Man with Two Two Brains. And, Uh and then matinee is actually one of the ones that I always keep on there. I I, I really enjoyed it. You know, the old sci-fi movie type thing, uh, it it, it was just a movie that struck me and I enjoyed. And uh, I remember you in that film and uh, you did a great job in that.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. I, I really had a great time filming that. Joe Dante, the director is just, So talented and such a wonderful man to work for. And uh, it was a really, it was just a fun, a fun shoot. And I loved that character, Sandra, the band, the bomb girl. She Mm -hmm. was so like, she was so tough and she was so outspoken. And I just loved that. And I always wish I was more like her. So it was really fun to be able to like take on the little, the little rebel for a
1: while. Yeah. And I mean, and you worked with John Goodman. And uh, you know, so you worked with John Goodman and Robin Williams, two great comedic actors. It, it must have been a lot of fun working with them. Or, or were they more serious on set?
0: You know, I think they they are both both of those things. Um, it, it, it's interesting. I think the people that are are really talented comedians have that serious side. Um, because they're serious about the comedy, which is kind of an interesting dichotomy. But both of them um, were hilarious on set, but were also just great guys to sit down and, you know, have lunch with. It wasn't like it was jokes all the time. There's definitely an off switch, which I think is really important because otherwise it's just exhausting.
1: I would imagine. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, with with matinee was that another one that you you went to an open call for?
0: Yeah, gosh, I I'm trying to even remember. Yeah, I think it was just a you know a regular audition that that life of a working actor. You just are constantly going to auditions and uh, you never know what's going to come out of any of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Now was that the same uh, thing that happened with Independence Day also?
0: Yep, same thing.
1: Now, yeah. now, that must have been a, uh, a, a fun movie to work on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. I had never done anything that was that big budget, that was that sort of special effects action film. So being able to watch all the big things blow up was definitely a really cool experience.
1: And uh, now of all the films you've done, uh, those three or any of the other ones that you've did or TV shows, is there one that's your most personal favorite?
0: It, that's kind of like picking a favorite child. You know, you just can't do it. There there are some that you love because of the character. There are some you love because of the experience. There are some you love because of the end product you really, you really can't pick one. They, they all kind of have a special place in my heart. Even the ones that were like really bad TV movies and stuff, (laughs) they are still um, things that I love and, and, were very important to me. So yeah, you can't really pick one.
1: Is there anything in your whole acting career that comes to mind that was like something funny that happened on set or anything that, that's will stick with you forever?
0: Oh my gosh! Like so many things, I, I had to write a book about it. I had so <laughs> many of
1: those stories. That's why you have a book.
0: <laughs> That's why I have a book. I, you know, and when I started writing the book, I really, actually, was just writing it for myself. These were things that I, I wanted to remember. You know, people, places, films that had an impact on me for one reason or another. So, I wrote the book because. Uh, writing has always been so important to me and it's the way I kind of process the world. So I wrote it all just because I wanted to have a record of it. And uh, when I finished it, I only then I sort of realized like, you know, maybe somebody else might want to read this. Maybe it is worth seeing if, um, you know, I can, I can go the publishing route and, and, uh, and maybe my transition out of Los Angeles and and kind of seeking that more authentic life for myself maybe that's something that is relatable to mm-hmm. other people and maybe they'll they'll find that helpful so that's the reason that I ended up publishing it but yeah to start it was just all about recording all of those stories that uh, that I want to remember about my career mm-hmm.
1: well I myself and and I'm sure probably, everybody who listens to this show and any show like this that uh we enjoy hearing the stories and uh I, I find it just fascinating to uh read, you know, the stories that you or any of the other actors who have had experiences that you've been able to put down on paper and uh we you know we really appreciate it when you do that.
0: Oh, well thank you. It's it's an interesting life to be able to share and uh hopefully we can we can do it in a way that is is entertaining but also offers a real look at at what it's actually like you know i don't really believe in kind of glossing over and shi- showing just this shiny version of hollywood i i, I want to give people an idea of what it is really like to to be a working actor and um mm-hmm. and hopefully i did that yeah
1: yeah well i like i say i can't wait to read it because uh uh this uh, knowing you know the things that you've been in but also looking at your website and seeing the sense of humor you have uh i i'm hoping that you translated that into the book also
0: i i'm hoping so too i really tried so <laughs> hopefully it came through
1: yeah now when you when you went out with the book uh did they jump on it right off uh, the publishers or did you have to you know kick in some doors or twist arms or <laughs> or anything
0: It was really interesting because when I first started talking to people about the book, I think a lot of people were expecting it to be either gossipy or have stories of, you know, my time in rehab or, you know, crazy nights with rock bands or, you know... (sighs) Some very sensationalized version.
1: They want the bad Uh, stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like I really had to um, kind of explain that that's not – one, that wasn't my experience, and two, I feel like that story's been told. That's not really what I was interested in talking about. What I wanted to talk about is – what the real life is actually like as a working actor. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about the misconceptions that I think sometimes people have about what that life is like. And uh, we tend to just sort of glorify Hollywood in this way that's really false. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that Hollywood is terrible, but it's like any other job. It has its pros and its cons, and I just wanted to be really upfront about that. Yeah. So I, I think it was it was a little bit tricky for people in the beginning to uh, to get on board with a story that was not sensationalized and it was just really honest. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Now, when you walked in, did anybody say, "You know, you look like that girl"? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always. <laughs>
1: So that's coming out on June 15th. Everybody should be going out and get that. Uh, the name of the book is, like I said, You Look Like That Girl. And if they, if they get a chance, they should catch you while you're out and about doing your book signings. That would be the the, the best thing to do.
0: Absolutely. I'm really excited about that. I'm going to be doing a, a book tour and going to bookstores and doing signings and meeting folks. And uh, I love that part of my job.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, just another question about uh, Independence Day. They're going to make an Independence Day, too, they're talking about. Even though you're retired, has anybody called you and said, you know, we'd kind of like to have you back? Has that happened at all?
0: Nobody's asked me.
1: Oh, come on. (laughs) They they, they should be doing that. What's wrong with them? (laughs)
0: And nobody's asked me, which is actually good that nobody's asked me because I honestly have no idea what I would say. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it kind of takes me off the hook right. that, uh, that, that I haven't gotten that call because if I did, I'd have to come up with an answer.
1: Right. So. <laughs> well, Lisa, I'd like to finish up with two final questions, taking us away from your book, your acting, everything you've done. When you sit back and relax, what do you enjoy watching on TV now and in the past? And what are your favorite TV uh, movies now and of the past?
0: My gosh. Again, it's so hard to pick. But I, I will say I've been watching a lot of Mad Men mm-hmm. because, yeah. of course, it is wrapping up soon. So I have felt the need to to go back and watch every episode from the beginning. I just think it's a spectacular show. It's mm-hmm. really um it's really wonderful, and I'm, I'm sad it's ending. So that has been definitely something that uh, I've been binging on lately. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What movies have I loved? I, I must admit I am a fan of old movies, so I watch a lot of black and white movies. I um, am a huge fan of Cary Grant. Okay. So yeah. I, uh, I will watch pretty much anything that Cary Grant has been in. And so I, I sort of tend towards that that old like black and white set of movies.
1: When you said old, I never know what somebody's going to say because uh, I, somebody was on the show and they're they're probably around your age and they said I like the old movies, you know. And they said, you know, the stuff like Goonies and <laughs> you know, <laughs> boy, did I feel old then, you know. <laughs>
0: Very true. You never know if old is going to
1: mean the 80s. Right. What um, is old, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. For but me... You like uh, the classics. I, uh, I like I the like classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, Lisa, I thank you so much. Everybody should be sure to go out and get your book on June 15th. They can also order it on your website, am I correct?
0: Yes, I have links to Amazon and Barnes & Noble on my website. And I'm going to be having uh, personalized books that are available through my website. And also there is going to be an audio book. I just finished recording that last week. Oh,
1: great, great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us, Lisa.
0: Thank you so much. I had a great time.
1: What a great guest, Lisa Jacob. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen to Be On and sharing uh, all her stories. And don't forget to be sure to check out her book. You can go to her site and you can uh, find connections to it, or you can get it there, I suppose. And it's Lisa Now that's L I S A J A K U B dot net. So that's how you get to it. And you can check out her new book, which is called You Look Like That Girl. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, Should be a good book. Well, that was an interesting one. And we've got another interesting guest coming your way next week right here on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you'll keep listening. And if you have a suggestion for a guest, email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Always looking for your suggestions. Always looking for guests here that you're going to enjoy. So... Be sure to do that, all right? And if you just want to communicate with me, feedback at OnScreenAndBeyond.com is where you can do it. So that's it. That's a wrap for this week. And until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zimrack. Take care.